Picture Lock on W-E-R-A-L-P Arlington 96.7 FM. Welcome to another episode of the world-famous award-winning show. I'm your host, Kevin Sampson, filmmaker, film festival director, film critic, film publicist, and lover of film and TV. You can find all the back episodes and so much more at PictureLockShow.com. I've had a little break in the action as I went to the Sundance Film Festival for the first time this year. In the past, directing the Rosebud Film Festival has usually conflicted with me going, and while I missed doing Rosebud this year, it was nice to finally be able to go to Sundance. I had a really great time. I have a bunch of reviews that are up. You can find it in the independent film review section of the website but today on the show i have an interview that i did with the director of native son rashid johnson right before the film's premiere in park city today i'm talking with two web series creators brandon hairston of bad web series and shannon washington of jenna reckless we talk about what inspired their web series and more now the great thing about a web series is that you can go check them out right after you listen to this like after you listen to this, okay? <laughs> That's all ahead on Picture Lock. What's up, fam? This is Deshauna Spencer, founder of Quilly TV, and you're listening to Picture Lock. Here's my interview with director Rashid Johnson live from the red carpet of the Sundance Film Festival before his film premiered, Native Son. So, uh, Native Son is a coming-of-age story, um, difficult subject matter. Can you talk about a time when you were coming up that you had to deal with something difficult? You know, it, it's uh, it's hard for me to think of very specific anecdotes, but you know, I, I faced challenges growing up, like many of us did. There are aspects of, of the protagonist's bigger uh, life and his story, and, and some aspects of, of, of how he viewed the world that um, that matched some things that I felt uh, growing up. Now, not all of those things were similar, and we grew up obviously in different times, different levels of access, uh, and the different senses of, of agency and opportunity. But the fact that someone in 1939, growing up in abject poverty, a young black male could have a similar experience or a similar sensibility to a young black male who did not grow up in abject poverty. And in the early 2000, well, God, I'm aging myself. The 80s and 90s uh, could have so many similar kind of characteristics and aspects to their experience. It's something that's, that really led me to wanting to tell this story. Last question, just in terms of the adaptation of classic, you know, novel, what was like, what really attracted you to You know, what, what attracted me to the book is honestly the complexity of the character and the existential journey that he takes, you know. I, I think that in some respect uh, the book has been misinterpreted by, by quite a few people and they don't take into account that this is just a story about a man trying to figure out how to become a man, right? And beyond um, the, the, the concerns that he had around race, class, etc., 
It's just a coming-of-age story and an incredibly complicated one. And that's the reason that I wanted to tell this story, because I think that those kinds of reflections, those kinds of opportunities are things that if we don't get a chance to focus on them, then we miss the forest of the trees. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you stopping right, Hey, this is Julia Morales, documentary filmmaker and Picture Lock contributor, and you are listening to Picture Lock. What's going on, folks? It's Kevin Sampson. You're listening to Picture Lock. And I got to say, if you enjoy poking fun at reality TV and web series, then bad web series might be your cup of tea. It's a satirical look at cliches and trends in web series. And I have bad web series creator Brandon Harrison on the line. Brandon, welcome to Picture Lock. Hey, everyone. Hey, Kevin. Thanks for having me. It's my pleasure, man. I, you know, I, I know that you've come through DC Black Film Festival, um, and so I'm glad that we finally get to kind of chat. Brandon, the first question I always start out with, when did you first fall in love with film? Um, I've always loved film, especially comedies, um, but I would have to say when I first found an interest or fell in love with doing it myself would probably be about five years ago, just watching some different things on YouTube and thinking wow, people like me are, are doing this on their own. Why can't I do it? So probably about five years ago. <laughs> I love it. Was there a particular uh, web series that, you know, just caught your attention? Um, I I think on the comedic side was Awkward Black Girl. Um, some friends I went to Towson with were like uh, just sharing the links and saying, you got to check this out. So <laughs> I, I fell in love with the comedic side, uh, watching, you know, Issa Rae's Awkward Black Girl. Um, on the drama side, um, there's a show based in, I believe, Florida called Close Friends, and they've had about four seasons, and I think they actually won the uh, American Black Film Festival Award one year. So, you know, um, those are kind of the two that really got me going. Man, that's awesome. So uh, let's kind of jump into your backstory for a bit so we can come up to Bad Web Series, Brandon. How did you get started in the industry? Um, I actually started um, 2011, I think with the short story book. Um, it was a, like adult story, short stories. Um, from there, my people said that my characters kind of looked like, or the way I wrote seemed like something that you could see play out in your mind and maybe I should do something visual. So I took a couple years off and started working on a new series called DC Yuppies, which was a comedy drama based on uh, young urban professionals and their drama in the DMV area. Um, and from there, we had two successful seasons of that, but I wanted to kind of do a little bit more with uh, my comedy side. So that's where Bad Web Series came from. Um, I'm a co-writer, actually. Uh, so me and the other writer, Ronald Goff, um, we're just talking about some of the lessons that I learned while working on uh, DC Yuppies. And then we always look at TV and we're like, um, you know, hey, did, was that supposed to happen or did you catch that? And we were like, why don't we make a show about this and kind of uh, – make a, a a plot that surrounds or, you know, includes some of these uh, production faux pas, and that's how that <laughs> web series was created. You're listening to Picture Lock. I'm Kevin Sampson. I'm talking with the creator of Bad Web Series, Brandon Hairston. Um, Brandon, I definitely want to get into Bad Web Series uh, right now, but you're right, man. There's, like, so much reality TV and, um, you know, web series on, and... It, 
a lot of times you kind of can you can tell things are staged and things like that. So can you take me into like the writer's room when you guys are creating, um, you know, the series? And obviously, folks that are listening, you can actually check out season one right now on YouTube, which I'm sure Brandon will give us the link later. But um, mm -hmm. take us into the writing writing room of like how you guys kind of come up with these ideas. It's pretty much um, things that, again, that we've seen on like television shows or things that were happening in DC yuppies. But a lot of it comes from just our everyday conversations. Um, we find that some of the funniest material isn't the stuff that we write, but the stuff that we actually say in real life. And it's like, that's, that was funny. We, we need to find a way to work this into the show. So we take our everyday conversations and include those, um, those jokes or those stories in our show. Um, as far as the production pitfalls, we'll, take things that were happening in DC yuppies, such as, um, you know, somebody was supposed to film a scene on Saturday and then film the, the second half of that scene on Sunday, but they forgot to bring that same outfit. So now <laughs> we're trying to figure out how we're going to work that into the show. So we did it intentionally. Like these are the lessons that we've learned. And these are lessons that other creators have said, wow, that happened to me on set too. So it's kind of like, what are some things that we can take that all creators will will look at and say, wow, this is universal. So I, I kind of think of Bad Web Series as the, the web series for web series creators, web series actors, producers, enthusiasts. Um, it's, it's a show about things that happen to us and things that happen, uh, um, you know, while we're filming and it's for us. And it just so happens that, you know, other web series viewers are falling in love with it as well. You know, one thing that I would like to know is, like, what's one of the challenges that you face with Bad Web Series, right? Because, okay, when you're purposefully trying to show the mistakes that go on, mm -hmm. like, you could go to the far end of the sp spectrum and it becomes, like, this, like, slapstick but not funny, you know, web series. Mm -hmm. So can you talk a little bit about maybe the challenge of, yes, um, getting the comedy and the mistakes that are made on set, as you were talking about, but at the same time, you know, keeping a good structure, keeping things moving where we actually want to engage and watch it. Right. So I think in season one, we did a lot more of the slapstick. I think we included a lot. Of, we wanted people to know what the show was about, so we did a lot of the production side. Um, season two, we still have those same elements, but we focus more on the the writing so you'll see more of the the jokes play out in the writing rather than um in your face production uh pitfalls or faux pas so you'll see um you know the jokes come out in the writing you'll see the actors will um you know play things up or they'll be over dramatic and things they don't really call for it rather <laughs> than um you know something with wardrobe or something with hair now we do still have again we do still have those elements, but we tried to focus more so on writing just to, um, you know, play down some of the in your face and kind of make it more of a you'll get it based off of you know how we write rather than what we're putting right in front of your face. Yeah, totally makes sense. I'm talking with web series creator of Bad Web Series, Brandon Hairston, uh, Brandon. As we kind of wrap out uh, the interview, one of the things that I'm wondering, just in terms of your cast, like 
who does your cast consist of? Uh, you know, and on top of that, are they naturally funny people, or you know, is it like a good bit of acting? Like they have to get into the role, or did you cast in such a way where it's just like they're just naturally funny, and, and you know, you guys have a ball on set. So for this show, we actually didn't do the formal casting process. Three of the actors came from DC Yuppies. Um, that would be Karen L, Tokes Oriola, and Timby Watson. Um, so we knew their acting abilities. Um, the two guys that are part of the, the main ensemble, Brad Watson and Alonzo Hatton, um, they haven't acted with us before, but they had some experience. But everyone brings their own type of funny to the table. I think um, Timby and Brad have like a – a dry humor. Well, I know Timmy definitely does. Um, Brightly has a kind of like a, 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 it's kind of quiet, but when he starts making jokes, he gets really excited and that kind of adds to the humor. Um, Alonzo, you can catch him between takes dancing or something. <laughs> and then Tokes and Karen, like, again, we said we've seen their experience before. So I knew that, um, you know, need be, they could bring that comedic side. Um, so we just kind of said, you know, with the three the three uh, previous actors, we asked them were they interested, and, you know, they were down. And then the guys, um, you know, I, same thing. I just said, you know, um, we have this new this new project coming out. I'd like to see if you what you guys think of the script. And they read it. They fell in love with it. And, you know, from the first table read, it just seemed like everyone clicked. And, um, you know, we really enjoyed it. So that's that's kind of our casting process for this but um it, it seemed to work for us and i'm glad it did <laughs> nice all right man yeah. so uh, for the listeners that want to get their laugh on how can folks find the show online and follow you guys on social media so we're on youtube um the youtube channel is b.e.creative and creative is spelled c-r-e the number eight i-v-e um, it's a little easier if you just type in bad web series because our show is on a playlist, so everything will pop up if you just type in bad web series. Um, on Instagram, we're at B-E-C-R-E-8-I-V-E underscore. Um, that's the same thing on Twitter. And then on Facebook, we're just B Creative Productions. Um, we have season one currently um, online. Season two is in the middle of the season, so the first four episodes are up now, and new episodes come out every Tuesday at 7 o'clock. Awesome. Writer, director, producer of that web series, Brandon Harrison, thanks for stopping by Picture Lock, man. It's been great to talk to you. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Hi, this is Joe Jakevich. I'm the director of Silent Sentinel, and you are listening to Picture Lock. You're listening to Picture Lock. I'm Kevin Sampson, and Jenna Reckless is a web series covering young people as they navigate life's challenges in the bustling Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. I have the comedy anthology series creator and showrunner, Shannon Washington, on the line. Shannon, welcome to Picture Lock. Well, happy to be involved. (laughs) (laughs) Shannon, the first question I always start out with, when did you first fall in love with film? Well, um, I'm going to sound cheesy, but uh, I started out loving The Wizard of Oz as a little girl. I grew up... Uh, very um, isolated because I grew up right in the heart of Boston, but I couldn't go outside to play. It's a little dangerous. Um, but uh, I would watch that film over and over and over again. I remembered every line. And so that was like really my first uh, memory of loving film. 
You know, that is not cheesy, and you can check the tape. Uh, the Wizard of Oz has a special place in my heart because um, when, when I was coming up, you know, that was the first play that I was ever in. I was in kindergarten. I was Toto. But from that, like, because, like, I was supposed to be a, a lollipop kid, but I was Toto, and, uh -huh. like, I barked at the right time. The whole crowd just went crazy, but I just remember as a kid remembering the power mm -hmm. of like story like people came together collectively and like were laughing at this little bark that I did and I, I was just like amazed so that was not cheesy the shout out to the Wizard of Oz and the amazingness that it is <laughs> if you could Shannon well, take I'm us I'm not alone yeah yeah no you're not alone <laughs> you're not alone <laughs> so take us from the little girl watching the Wizard of Oz to the woman who is now show running Jenna Reckless, how did you kind of break into the industry? Well, um, I kind of forced my way in. Um, what I did was, um, well, I, I actually give you a little brief backstory. Um, I always grew up a writer, um, and I was in a couple of like, you know, writing clubs. I was, you know, in elementary school, middle school, in high school, I was in AP, creative writing, all that good stuff. And then I got to college, and my dreams of writing kind of got stabbed down because what happened was I got into um, University of New Hampshire and this is, I was totally out of my element, um, but I got into a class where it was extremely different. Uh, no, there was no diversity in New Hampshire, but um, you know, I, I wrote this, this, this creative writing piece on Aaliyah because she had just passed and I got a F on it. Um, and so from that point on, my my uh, dreams of becoming a writer kind of died right there because um, it. I, I think I was hard, like hardly um, graded because it was too different than what the teacher at the time expected. Mm. And so um, I think that uh, that kind of just whittled my my um, my love for for writing at that point. But um, eventually, I ended up working in uh, graphic design. I'm currently a graphic designer by day. And uh, I went to a conference through my job, and they ended up um, pairing me with a professor um, at this conference. Um, this is some kind of exercise they were doing. And the challenge was do something that you used to love um, and challenge yourself to do it again. So it was, wow. it was something like um, work on a passion project of some sort. And... Um, so I spoke to that professor who was uh, paired up with me, and she told she gave me the challenge of getting back into writing after I told her the same same story I told you. Um, and so I ended up going back into it, but not in just writing. I I always felt the need to like tell a story through through picture through through you know some other form of medium as as opposed to just writing it down. I wanted to see it. So that right there in twenty. Um, 15, I believe it was, that that right there got me into where I am now. I was like, if I'm going to go at it, I'm going to go hard. And yeah. I did my first, um, my first short film that same year. You're listening to Picture Lock. I'm Kevin Sampson. I'm talking to the creator and showrunner of Jenna Reckless, Shannon Washington, who understands that you cannot listen to the haters. Folks, <laughs> Uh, I, I find that really uh, interesting, Shannon, because there have been times in my life when I've been on the verge of an idea, something that I'm really passionate about, and then somebody has said something and it just kind of brought everything to a halt. But um, 
you know, I think we're able to actually learn from those moments. Um, and now we have Jenna Reckless. So if you could, uh, just in your own words, what is the show all about? And, you know, what made you want to tell this story? Uh, well, this story is all about um, just people in general in the Washington, D.C. area. Um, it's basically a poke at the fact that a lot of people make fun of millennials uh, for various reasons, uh, whether it's in the workplace or, you know, they, they feel like they're lazy or so forth and such. But the concept of the whole thing came from um, the fact that I work with a bunch of different, uh, you know, people in different generations and everything. And I realized that um, with every generation, there's a reckless portion of time within that generation, whether it be, you know, when they were younger, they were considered reckless at one point. Um, and then at another point, um, even with the interaction between, um, you know, the, the, the two generations or three generations or what so have you in the, in the scenario. And then I thought it was just a really interesting way to um, tell a story just through the fact that everybody can relate to that. Um, I have a psychology background. And so people, character arcs, you know, that really kind of gets my gears going. So, like, just by observation and everything, um, that's the reason why I wanted to tell the story um, of the different people within the city of D.C. Yeah, you know, I, I find it really interesting because, uh, you know, I feel like filmmakers uh, and artists in general, like, they always have a pulse on what's going on in the world at the time and are in many ways historians of, you know, what the world looked like at a certain point and even sometimes, you know, futurists. And so, you know, kind of in the pilot episode, uh, the sapiosexual, um, you know, it's, it's really interesting how, as you just pointed out, you know, you're really observing kind of um, the state of, you know, young people today. So could you talk a little bit about the process of kind of writing for that, right? Because you want to write to capture that history and, and you know, the social context. But at the same time, um, you don't want to make it inauthentic. So how do you capture that while keeping it authentic? Well, I just... Um I, I think that with looking at just various scenarios I've been in myself or my friends have told me, um, you know, just using those stories in a sense of, um, you know, of course, changing it up uh, to a certain extent where it's relatable, but just those like little instances in, in life where you're just like, you know what, that'd be a great story. Um, just bringing that uh, into the writing uh, helps me um, kind of bring that authenticity and, uh, you know, just as far as, like like I said, the characters in itself, like, I kind of just draw off the characters that, um, you know, really have some type of dimension to them, you know. It's, it's not just, you know, hey, you know, it's, it's such and such, and, and they're really into, you know, dogs or something, and, and then that's it. Like, I, I want to bring in, like, the different elements, like how that person feels, how that person thinks, and so forth, so that, um, it can be, a, it can feel like a real person um, that you might know. Yeah, it totally makes sense. And I do think that your characters do have that relatability. You know, there's somebody in your life that you know 
that's like that. And depending on, you know, what age you are, maybe you don't know millennials like that. And you can learn more about them um, by watching Jenna Reckless. So, Shannon, uh, for the audience that's listening, how can they learn more about these characters and watch the web series? Well, you can check out Jenna Reckless um, on the website, JennaReckless.com. So, G-E-N-E-R-E-C-K-L-E-S-S.com. And also, um, by going to the website, um, you can check out all the different social media handles. Um, General Reckless is spelled throughout the, um, the atmosphere the same way. Um, and you can look it up via Google or Facebook or YouTube, Instagram. The pilot is out now, and um, right now we're in the making of episode two. So um, until we are able to get that out, check out the pilot. Awesome. Showrunner and creator of Jenna Reckless, Shannon Washington, thanks for coming on Picture Lock. Thank you for having me. <laughs> That's all for this episode. I'd like to thank my guests, Rashid Johnson, Brandon Hairston, and Shannon Washington for coming on the show. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast in iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Blueberry, wherever you catch your podcasts so you can catch those unlocked versions of the show as well as the Picture Lock PR after show. If you're a fan of Alexa skills, just say Alexa, play Picture Lock podcast and I'll come right up. Feel free to leave a five-star review of the show as well. You're supporting the filmmakers and guests I have on the show by allowing more people to be exposed to the podcast. It's quick, easy, and free, and I really appreciate it. You can find Picture Lock on most social media. All social media is at Picture Lock Show. Watch back episodes of the TV show at youtube.com slash picture lock show and subscribe. You'll be able to see the live interview that I did with Rashid Johnson as well as Ashton Sanders. If you're interested in being a guest on the show, you can fill out a form on the website. All music is done by Mike S, the producer 13. Make sure you follow him on all things social media at Mike S, the producer numeral one, numeral three, and hit him up for your music production needs. Thanks, bro. I'm Kevin Sampson, and until next time, I hope you stay locked on film.